You're now listening to The Electrical Current, a podcast series brought to you by the independent electrical contractors. Welcome to the second season of the IEC National Podcast Series, The Electrical Current. I'm your host for the show, IEC National CEO, Spencer Vilwalk. During this podcast series, we'll talk with folks throughout America that help to make the electrical and systems contracting industry truly great. Today, our featured guest is Tim White. Tim is the Vice President of Service at APG Electric in the Tampa Bay, Florida area. Tim has been active in his IEC chapter, Florida West Coast, and at the national level with IEC National. He's been engaged significantly with our PEF committee and within our government affairs area of focus. He's a super guy, a successful business person, a great patriot, and a true leader. Tim, I'm looking forward to our conversation today and I'd like to officially welcome you to IEC National Podcast, The Electrical Current. Well, thank you very much, Spencer. I'm, I'm glad I'm able to have this chance to talk with you and I'm looking forward to our conversation. I saw your previous roster, so I'm, I'm honored to be uh, with those group of guys. Yeah. So thank you so much for, for uh, taking the time and, and doing this. No, for absolutely. Thank, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And, and uh, you know, appreciate you uh, taking time to, to share some uh, nuggets of wisdom, I think we'll probably stumble upon here and, and um, share back with the, the rest of the IEC uh, community and, and business network. Yes, cool. sure. Well, let's start way back, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, a native Floridian. Where'd you grow up? You know, where, where'd you grow up? In, yeah, a little flashback. Yeah, yeah no problem. Uh, it's funny, uh, I was actually, uh, not a lot, a lot of people know, so I was actually born in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania. Uh, wow. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people are going to be surprised to hear that. But, um, yeah, uh, it was one of those stories that's typical for down here where uh, you have a, you know, a grandparent that gets ill and their, uh, their doctors tell them, time, time to get out of the cold, and uh, next thing you know, the whole family migrates. Uh, down yeah. south, yeah, and that that was the late seventies uh, is when our entire family migrated down here to Florida. So, I mean, I, I consider myself a Floridian because that's basically all, that's all I yep. know. I I can remember snow, and I do have relatives <laughs> up there still, and you know, and, and now scattered all across the country. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's where I was born. That's great. Absolutely. That's great. So you were mm-hmm. you were a young man then when uh, when the family packed up and moved down to Florida. It sounds like so Florida's been home uh, ostensibly. Yeah, I've been down here since I was ten. Mm-hmm. So that's all I know is, you know, my the family and friends down here, and you know, of course, your schoolmates and you're, you're fishing and boating, and yeah, I'm a Floridian. It, it, it never it, has it ever snowed, or or you know, has it ever gotten close? And you guys, ex- I can remember. Yeah, one time uh, I think it was '86 we had flurries. Right? Although, uh, if you would have seen all the news reports uh, the other day, you would have thought, you know. The world was coming yeah. to an end down here with all the iguanas yeah. falling out of the trees. Right, so. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, yeah. They were, there was a lot of uh, video footage of, of yeah, lizards just kind of sitting there. And, you Good know, to have a hard yeah, hat. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Jeez. <laughs> Man, that's, that's great. That's great. So, uh, so you got a lot of family down that way, and, and uh, you, know, you, know, you built yes, a business in life. And, and tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, how did you get into the electrical industry? How did that all, all kind of work out and, and uh, in your Sure, career. yeah. Well, back in the day when they used to have vocation in the high yes. schools. remember that. Uh, <laughs> a lot of us got a flashback for that, yeah. Um, you know, it, uh, that's kind of where I got my start. Yeah. You know, my, my dad uh, was, uh, he was a, a mechanic, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I remember me and my brother doing brake jobs with him. Yeah. You know, we were eight, ten years old with a drop light in the driveway. So we were always very mechanically inclined. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I started to get to be a, you know, sophomore, junior, that's where they start pressuring. What are you going to do? You got, you, know, you got your buddies and your, your classmates that are all starting to get prepped for college. And, you know, I just, uh, that just wasn't for mm-hmm. me. I mean, I, I wasn't a bad student, yep. um, but I just didn't have the interest there. I wanted to have my hands on Understood. something. So, yeah. and I wasn't sure I wanted to be, you know, a, you know, a mechanic yep. per se. So, uh, back when we had choices in high school, um, electrical was one of them. And I, you know, because it was mechanical and I could put my hands on it, but also there was some, you know, more thought into yeah. it uh, because it was a technical trade. I was like, you know what, I, let, let me try this out. And um, so I did. I, I I jumped into a class down there, and really I had a, a teacher down there that really inspired me, and his name was John Benz. Mm-hmm. And he's still around every now and then. I'm, I get a chance to, to reach out to him, but... 
He was just one of those hands-on guys, man, and he, he did remind me a lot of my dad, right? man. He just, if you were a good student, yeah, and, uh, you know, you, you, you followed your instructions and you showed up every day, he took interest mm-hmm. in you, and, and I was one of those guys that he just took interest into, and, it, yeah. you know, it was, it was really him that gave me my electrical start, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the interest in the mm-hmm. trade. Mm-hmm. What would you say his name was? Yeah. Don, Don Jens? Is that right? John, John, John Bentz. Bentz. John Bentz. Okay. Okay. Good, yes, sir. Good, good. He's still around somewhere out there. Is that right? Like I said, he's been retired for a long yeah. time, but he's out but, there. But he was, he was like a mentor for you, it sounds like, or somebody that helped to... Yeah, first you know, mentor. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. What, what, yeah. Best first mentor in the it, trade. Yeah. yeah. And, and I imagine he probably had an influence on, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of, of uh, you know, young people growing up and stuff. But what, what was it about... You know what? How did yeah, what what made him a great mentor? How did you know? What did he just was he a good listener, good explainer? Like how, what what really appealed to you um, in in your relationship with him? Well, with 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 him and, and you're right about the the other guys he's influenced. There's actually several others of his students that are still around in, in my general yeah. area that work for, for competitors, right. and because he did such a good job, um, he was just one of those guys that could, could tap your interest. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, he was one of the first ones that would, you know, he would give you ownership of mm-hmm. something. You know, if he gave you a project uh, and he knew you were capable, it was your job to make that happen. Uh, something that's kind of carried over even today with me and also with my mentors around here. You know, if you give somebody who's capable of the ownership to carry something out, then normally they're going to, you know, exceed your expectations mm-hmm. and do a very good job mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he was one of those guys. Entrusted you, yeah, yeah. Gave you, gave you the know-how, gave you the the opportunity, and entrusted you with that to see if you could deliver. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, gave you the knowledge and the tools that you needed, mm-hmm. and then pretty much got out of yeah. your way. Yeah. yeah. You know. Wow, that's that's terrific. That's terrific. And and so yeah. yeah, I mean, well, let's let's talk a little bit about yeah. The, so I mean, you yeah, your your father was was a mechanic, so he you know was 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 working with his hands and and understood you know you gained a strong work ethic then from your family and seeing that and oh uh, yeah and then but then getting into the electrical trade then you, you had that exposure in high school of which then yeah and that know, was it, it's a rarity these days to have that exposure yeah know? and that that was a funny story yeah. how i actually you know at, you know i made that transition uh-huh. when i graduated i was still kind of on the fence on okay now okay now that i've got this two years of vocation yes. behind my belt uh what do I do? Yeah. You know, do I just start, you know, throwing out applications? Do I look mm-hmm. back into college? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what's, you know, which road am I going to take here? I'm going to fork in the road. Which way am I going to yeah. go? And by chance, uh, my mother used to work for State Farm. She sold insurance. Mm-hmm. She, uh, one of her, uh, you know, her, her clients at that time was a, a, a superintendent. Uh, his name is George Loop. Yeah. He's actually still around, too. He's still working for APG. Really? He, uh, through conversations, they had become friends. You know, my mother had told him that I had taken two years of, of electrical in mm-hmm. school, high school. Mm-hmm. He said uh, that he was moving to a startup company, uh, was just getting off the ground, and that they were looking for, you know, new young blood. They were looking for apprentices. Yeah. They were looking to build the company. And he had been in the trade for him, you know, himself for probably a good 10, 15 years, and he said out of all the ones that he had been with, even though this was a new company, it was fresh to him, it seemed like that this was going to be something new and different, and he encouraged my mother to make sure that I gave him a call, and I and I did. I I did it right mm-hmm. away, and he interviewed me, and he and I hit it off, and he got me uh, an interview with Jerry Leitner, who was one of the co-founders mm-hmm. of APG. Right, right. And back in the back in the back in the yeah. day, there was no HR department. Yeah. You know, it was because the company was a startup. Right. So my interview was sitting across the desk from him. Which you know, here yeah, I am a. Yeah. Yeah, I was a seventeen-year-old kid, <laughs> you know, doing doing my first real job interview yeah, yeah. with him, and um, hmm. you know he, uh, you know he, he talked to me across the table. We went back and forth on what I did and didn't hmm. know, and and he hired hmm. me, and uh, really that was my my start with APG, my introduction to APG. Yeah. Coming straight mm-hmm. out straight out of high school too. So I mean, you've been with APG straight out of high school. You've been with APG a, a whole lifetime, you know, and, and yes, sir. I and, I was. Uh, it was uh, uh, July. My my actual hire date was July seventh of nineteen eighty six. So this year will be I'll be celebrating my thirty fourth year with APG. Right? Wow, wow. 
Well, yes, terrific. sir. Well, I, I can remember July 7th uh, because that's also my uh, wedding anniversary. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll make oh. sure to I'll shoot you a note um, and, and wish you happy anniversary as well, Tim. So. There you go. <laughs> that, that's amazing. That's amazing. Oh. And, and at that time that you were coming on board at APG, um, yeah, you, you were coming in fresh as, as an apprentice. And you've really, you've Correct. really uh, worked in a number of positions as the company is is continued to grow and, and flourish, and, and is one of the premier companies uh, in in the southeastern United States. You know, um, APG just is, is is absolutely fantastic. Tell tell us a little bit about uh, some of your your career pathway through APG and and some of how the company's grown and and things of that nature. Sure. Well, I'll give you a little background on APG because yeah. uh, a lot of people don't know the the history on on how that yeah. all got yeah, started. Yeah, the, the 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 company it's been around. You know, it opened its doors in January of '84, and uh, we had two co-founders, uh, John Cavula and uh, uh, Jerry Lighton, who I just mentioned yeah. earlier. And uh, John Cavula had previously, in, in his previous life, worked up in, in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, for a company uh, by the name of Don Electric, okay. uh, and. Uh, that company started was started in 1915, and their their first, you know, their first jobs up in the Cleveland area in the suburbs up there um, were actually converting the, the gas lighting to electric lighting, uh, doing small electrical repair works, and they grew they grew to be in their time one of the largest in the you know in, in Ohio. I guess it was the uh, northeast mm-hmm. side of Ohio. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, uh, moving on with John. He moved down here, and uh, he had met Jerry Leitner through a, another contractor. And, you know, they just, uh, those two hit it off right, and they just didn't like the way the company was run. Mm. They didn't like the way the culture was. They didn't like the way the people were treated. They didn't like the separation of field and office. I mean, there's a whole laundry list of things they didn't like. But they started brainstorming on, you know, how they could or would do things better. And, uh, John still had some uh, contacts back up in Cleveland because he left them on very good okay. terms. And uh, he convinced Jerry to come on board with him if they could get backing uh, from the Golder family up in, up in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did. Uh, and the, 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 the founder of that company, of that Don Electric, his name was uh, Adolph Paul Golder. Golder? Okay. And back in 19... Yeah, yeah Golder, and, uh, which is now the APG of, of our yeah, company, Adolph yeah, Paul Golder. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people ask us how the, how we got the name, and you know, back in 1915, uh, Mr. Golder was Jewish, and he was afraid that if he named his company in, you know, by his name or anything that was referred to the, you know, the Jewish yeah. faith, that and yeah, they might be discriminated upon or whatever. You know, he had that's that kind of things to worry back back yeah. then. So he named it Doan after one of the suburbs he lived Interesting. in. Interesting, huh? And uh, yeah, so anyhow, so now you got the name APG out of Paul Golder. Uh, they backed John and Jerry, and they cranked. They, uh, you know, they cranked uh, this office up over over in Largo was our original okay. office back in January 1984. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of how APG got started, um, you know, and how the two co-founders got the money and got the backing, and uh, and how the name came about. Um, so you know, it's kind of kind of interesting little story. In yeah, it's itself. great. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Huh. And and well now tell us about the Tim White story. So what happened after that first meeting okay. back in '86 with uh, with Jerry and, and yeah. I'm picturing you with like uh, you know you, you're wearing your your Sunday suit, you know your Christmas best, walking in there, sitting down with him. You you got beads of perspiration on your head, knowing that it's it's oh, uh, yeah. it's July and in, in Florida. I think, I think I had a little tie on too, buddy. Yeah, you know, back then it was a little fin tie, and, you know. And you got a mullet? You got a you got a perm? I mean this is this oh, was the eighties. That was a super okay, mullet, man. Right, very good. All right. All right. Pictures to come later. Yes, folks. I did. Pictures to come later. So. To, answer, yeah. to answer your question, super mullet. I got hired. I love it. I love it. So so yeah, tell me tell me a little bit about that, that startup and just kinda yeah, the pathway through the years, man. Sure. Yeah, so uh uh my first gig I was the skinniest kid on the job. I was actually employee number fifteen, and wow. uh, we had a we had a job going up, a school going up in Tampa, and I was the smallest, thinnest guy. So they put me behind the switchgear, pulling pulling uh, pulling wire, pulling feeders. I was back there, I was soaping that stuff up, and uh, you know, I 
that was, you know, kind of the first week of my introduction to a big electrical work. It was like, oh, my God, what did I get myself involved right, in here? Right. But uh, and ended up getting transferred to uh, George, Luch- George Loop's uh, first big job uh, at East Lake High School, uh, one of the big schools back here at the time. It was coming up out of the ground. Mm-hmm. And he got me up there, and uh, he's another guy that uh, just kind of saw something in me because, believe me, I was as scattered brain as any other 17-year-old kid back then. Uh, but he took time with me. Uh, you know, from day one, uh, he spent time with me explaining, get me in drawings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, you know, of course, did my share of digging. But uh, one of the first questions they normally ask these young kids even today is, can you bend pipe? Mm, yeah. And once we, got to, once we got to a stage where I could get out of the ditch and they found out I could bend pipe, well, that was, that was you know, my first exit from, you know, the ditch digging world, per se. You know, I, I literally dug myself out of the ditch, and they found out I could bend pipe. And, you know, you progress, man. You, you go from a, a pipe-bending crew, and once they figure out you can bend pipe, well, you must be able to pull wire if you can bend right, the pipe. Right. So then you, you start, just, yeah, you start pulling wire. Okay, well, if you can pull wire, you obviously can learn circuitry. Let's get them on circuitry. Let's get them on that. You know, and uh, you progress to that next stage. And next thing you know, you're you're putting switch gear together, and you're you're tightening up panels. You know, and then somebody says, "Hey, I'm going to give you Johnny over here, and you two are going to work on this room together, or you're going to work on this floor together." And you know, I I uh, went to, I I got into the apprenticeship program that year. I mean, my first year into the trade. So, you know, not only was I getting my OJT on the job, but I was going to school. And, uh, again, because somebody had taken interest in me, I was I was pretty serious about it. I did a very good job. I went to the four years mm-hmm. of school. Um, and uh, I, when I graduated, I uh, immediately came out with my journeyman's license, and I was 21 years old. And that is really when I got noticed because I was, at that time, the youngest guy in the company to have his journey. Is that right? Life. So I was 21, 21 years old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody said, who, who, you know, who the hell's this yeah. kid? Yeah. You know, so now I had more people starting to take interest in me on who I was, you know, what, what, what I was up to and what else could I learn. Yeah. And uh, I was given more responsibility. I had other superintendents take, take interest in me and want me on their jobs and, you know, be their number two man or run a, run a, you know, a floor for them, you know, run crews. And um, that progressed. Um, I did one last big job with George. He snagged me one last time to be his number number two man down in Sarasota. Mm-hmm. And when we finished that job, um, the company was starting to expand into other other areas. Yeah. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Chris Johnson, who is now our executive vice mm-hmm. president, he was a PM at the time, and he was being charged with warranty work, basically. He had... Two, two or three service vans floating around, and any jobs that we had completed, uh, you know, these these you know two or three guys would run out, and if there was any if there was any, any warranty issues, these guys would take care of it. If there was any alterations or changes after the job was completed, these guys would take care of it. And uh, it was getting to the point where we had so much of that work out there um, that they needed another guy in a van, and. Uh, George had suggested that they try me out, and uh, Chris and I hit it off, and he put me in a van. And next thing you know, I'm I'm running the service van. I'm, you know, doing typical service work, and you know, we're doing small jobs, you know, other than just warranty. But there was potential there that we could see that we could somehow not only, you know, uh, you know, help help the construction side wow. out as a support group, but we could actually go out there and make money. Wow. So. Chris had a conversation with me, and he brought me in the office and uh, wanted to know if I would come in maybe two days a week and help him sort through paperwork, return calls. He'd teach me how to do a little bit of estimating, you know, show me how the accounting system at that time worked. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, anything, you know, take a break out of the field, why not, right? Right, right. And, and so I did, and it turned into, you know, instead of being two days a week, it was three days huh. a week, and then it was four days a week, and then it was, Chris was taking on larger projects, yeah. and he came into my office one day, and he just said, hey, how would you feel about taking this and just running yeah. with it? And I'm like, I, you know, there's no, you know, manual on how to start a service department. It was like, uh, yeah, you know, yes, of course, I appreciate the opportunity. What do you want me to do? 
And he goes, well, you already know how to run the little cruise we got going now. Keep that going. You know, keep the estimating and proposals going out the door. At that time, I, I was doing everything in-house out of yeah, a you know, yeah. small little office because it was a small sure. group. And, uh, you know, again, there was no manual on how to get this thing kick-started. Right. So, yeah. and, it, and I, I was very self-conscious about being in the office and having any kind of downtime. So I literally just started going out cold calling. Yeah. I, I started going out knocking on the doors yeah. uh, of, the, of the buildings that we had built. Because that was that was the low hanging fruit per right. se of you know I some of the, some of them I had actually worked yeah. on so I had contacts you had a relationship there. with them you uh, had the property yeah. yeah that's great correct yeah. correct so what I would do every time I'd, I'd do a cold call I'd I'd grab a card yeah. and you know I'd grab two cards I'd grab one from me from my contacts and I'd bring these cards back to Chris basically to say hey you know I'm not out there screwing off man I'm actually banging on doors doing something. And that, that went on for about six months, and it, it was growing. You know, we added a fourth band and then a fifth band. Wow. And uh, one day, Chris came into, my office, he came into my office, and he goes, he had a stack of cards. And he's like, hey, I get it. Don't, don't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need cards anymore. He goes, yeah, yeah, you don't have enough. to be paranoid. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't need the cards anymore. Just, just keep running yeah. with it. And I just keep doing the same thing you're doing. So That's I did. Awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, the electrical group, we, we turned into a 10-man van, op- van operation. And uh, it was to the point where now I needed help on the inside. I was literally, you know, I was still single. So, you know, working a 10- or 12-hour day wasn't a big deal. You know, I wasn't married, didn't have kids, didn't have any of that to worry yeah. about. And I really wanted this to grow. Yeah. So I was, I was all in. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so then they brought in help. Okay. And uh, once once they brought in help, then the doors really opened. Yeah. I mean, then we really started, you know, blowing this thing up. Um, and then we had an opportunity to get into the life safety side, yeah. you know, do yeah. fire alarm, nurse yeah. call. And the theory, yeah, the theory behind that was, you know, we're doing a great job electrically, but for our, you know our life safety stuff, our sm- our low voltage, we're having to rely on subcontractors all the time. You know, so you always had that problem of trying to herd the cats. So I was like, you know, let's, let's get out of it. Let's get into that market and get, leave that, that hassle behind. So we got into the life safety market, and we started to do all our fire alarm and um, all our nurse call, and all, started doing all that inside. Right. And I was tasked with taking that group on as well. Of course, they gave me more help, and I, we jumped into that full bore. And, uh, you know, then, with the success of that, it grew into, you know, now this is kind of fanned off, took another route from me, but because they saw the success I was having with the electrical service and the low voltage, you know, that's when they started really thinking big up in the front office. It's like, let's get into engineering. Yeah, yeah. Let's bring tech- technologies into this. Let's do audiovisual. Mm-hmm. Let's do, you know, structured cabling. Mm-hmm. Let's, get, let's, let's build it off of Tim's model. And just and just keep growing yeah. it. So that's how APG really then started to get, you know, really expand right. into all the other right. markets. You know, they just kind of took my little model yeah. and they mimicked yep. it with the other groups. And uh, you know, so now we're, you know, now we're full MEP engineering. You know, we've got you know, a precon group. We've got the technologies group. You know, we got the life safety group. Um, it's just you know, it's full bore. Anything with a wire connected to it. We can, you can do it. design it, yeah. build it, maintain it afterwards. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But what, Tim, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm thrilled because what, what a, what a great American success story and what a great merit shop story your career pathway is being given the, the opportunity, putting in hard work and dedication time and time again, showing, you know, and, focused on on your career focused on growth and you've been afforded opportunities to be able to then grow into you know continued advancement and positions and responsibility taking on new challenges and grow along with that company it's it's amazing it's amazing oh yeah oh, man it's, you gotta pinch it's, it's been a, it's been you a good pinch yourself sometimes it's I mean, been yeah, a good yeah, it, and I, you can just i can just hear it it's, it's infectious in your voice how excited you are about the career you know, going back, you know, years, decades now, and you're you're as excited about it today as as you were probably that seventeen year old 
kid walking in to talk to Jerry that first time with your super with your I super am, I am. <laughs> And with my supermodel, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. It's a funny story about that too. The yeah, supermodel, because yeah. there's no that's that's a true story. Right before I got I got pulled into the uh-huh. office, Jerry called me back in. He goes, "I understand Chris is going to bring you in. Proud yeah. of you." He goes, "That's real good." And uh, he goes, "You got to do something with that hair." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "What, like a like, braid or a rat yeah. tail? What do you want me to do?" <laughs> yeah, no, you, you got to do something with that hair. So, <laughs> so I was like, you know. Like I said, I was all in, so I'm uh, whatever. Yeah. So the next day, I, you know, that day, yeah. that night, I went out and got a haircut, man, and I clipped man, it straight off. I didn't go right down to the yeah. pink. I, yeah, I didn't go right down to the pink, but I was pretty yeah. close, dude. <laughs> and and uh, he caught me in the hallway, and he's like, "What the hell did you do with your yeah. hair?" Yeah, and I'm like, "He told me to cut yeah. it." <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, not like that." <laughs> he still laughs about Is that. Is that right? Man. Is that right? <laughs> Well, it's, yeah. it's, it was showing your commitment, dedication, and your seriousness to to the trade that you were jumping into. You know, that's from, oh, yeah. from day one, and and look, look, it's just gone to, you know, yeah, you you've brought in concepts and ideas in which then allowed APG to continue to grow, and they've helped you know you to continue to flourish. And what a great uh, great story all around! It's just amazing. It's just amazing, man. Well, yeah, and he was he was a big influence too. On he yeah. was involved with. You know, back then he was involved with ABC. Then mm-hmm. IEC came yeah. around, and we jumped ships, went to IEC. And uh, after things got rolling in here, you know, after um, the service group was up and running, we had the life safety group going well. Then it was time to, you know, he came and sat down, and he was it was time to give back. You know, he's you got some time. You're still not married. It's time to start giving back a little bit. So, how would you feel about being an instructor? So, he got me involved in teaching. So. I actually was instructor for nine years. Um, I did that up to the point where I got married. And, I, and teaching was, you know, for me that was just a whole other avenue because I, you know, he was he took it as, look, you're still young, you can still connect with these guys, you can still tell them your story, you can tell them where you're at right now as a young man, and you can get these guys involved and interested, and not only, you know, being in the trade, but being a success in the trade and kind of following, you know, your route. So. I did. I, I I took that on and again jumped into that. You know, both feet. Uh, and uh, for nine years I was an instructor until until the point where I got married. You know, and I was having life changes. Yeah. Um, and you know, but I still I, I still wanted to be involved, but I just couldn't take you know the the constant you know I guess two nights a week and then the you know the the, the prep and then the the, the aftermath. It was just it, that was becoming too much. But I wanted to be involved with the IEC. Um, so that's when he started, he was on the board at the time, at our, our local chapter, uh, Florida West Coast chapter. So why don't you, why don't you start coming to a couple of board meetings with me? You know, sit in, hit the general meetings. So I want you to start meeting these people. He goes, you know, you're the next generation. I ain't going to be doing this forever. So again, it was another good opportunity. Somebody taking time nice. to, to be a mentor because that's huge. Uh, and get me introduced to the folks locally around here. And, uh, I did that for a couple of years with Jerry and uh, to the point where he felt comfortable enough, he was having life changes as well, and he wanted to start, you know, slowing down and going another direction. Mm-hmm. And he got me on the board uh, over here you know, on our on our trap. Wow. And uh, you know that kind of morphed as well. You know, next thing you know, I I become an officer of the mm-hmm. board, and then I run through the uh, the vice president. And I was president uh, back in fourteen fifteen, um, and served my time there. And then I started getting involved with uh, government affairs. And then it was, hey, why don't you run up with our group to to Washington? Yep. You know, we're gonna we're gonna bang on doors and get involved yep. with the national yep. group. And uh, really, that's when I started to meet the the, the folks I, I hang out with, with mm-hmm. today. Now mm-hmm. are the people I met during those initial first troops. You know, a lot of the people from Texas. Yep. You know, Gordon and Bob, yep. and you know and those yep. folks, and you know, and then Jim. Jim from in the Northeast, yeah. those yeah. folks, you know, those those are the people that kind of reached out to me when I was, you know, first got off the jet and went to the hotel. I was like, well, now what do right. I do? Right. You know, they kind of kind of again mentors that uh, said, okay, what's your story and what are you up here for and how can we help you? Right. And those were the first group of guys that uh, I started hanging out with on a national yeah. basis. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, again. 
you, you start that progression, yes. you know, on a different yes. level, you know? That's awesome. That's awesome. And, yeah. You know, I mean, and, and it, it's, it's discouraging, right? You know, when, when you're and looking at entering in something new, it can be discouraging to somebody of like, well, oh, geez, uh, who am I going to talk to? What am I going to do? I don't know what I'm getting into, but you've thrown yourself into it and you've taken these, these, uh, uh, opportunities that we'll call them opportunities or challenges yeah. that you've been presented with and you've you've rocked out each one of them and you've learned from each one of them and and i think that yeah the encouraging story i hear within it too tim is is that uh yeah you jump you jump in you say why not and then from those opportunities taking that risk jumping on that plane standing behind mm-hmm. that podium to teach a class getting involved at the local chapter getting involved in iec national has then benefited your your social network your your business network and and uh, help to then bring you different ideas and solutions and because it is it's a community IEC is a community at the oh, end yeah. of the local communities Absolutely. regional communities and a national community of people of like minded you know interests and going through similar problems and what kept you up last night somebody else was kept up uh, at night you know three four years ago figured a solution to it and vice versa and if you come together to be able to talk we can figure out more faster, stronger, higher, <laughs> you know? So. Absolutely. Well, you know, it brings us kind of almost, you know, to present yeah, day. Yeah. You know, uh, three three years ago, um, I was encouraged to get into a, a forum group. group. yes. And, uh, and uh, again, another, you know, great decision with great people. Um, you know, uh, we're the all-star forum group. You yeah. know, I got the Deniers over there. I got the Corrigans. You know, I got Correct Electric with... With uh, Robbie Jones and uh, you know the Gillstraps over in Texas, I, it's just our, our, our forum group. You know, uh, you know, we we took one year to basically kind of feel each other out, the national events, see if we clicked. You know, and I think we had somebody fall out and we gained somebody. Uh, but after the second year is when we really started getting serious. It was like, you know, we're going to go above just these national trips. You're going to come to my shop. We're going to open up books and then. You know, the next quarter I'm going to go to your shop. I'm going to go to the dinner shop. You guys are going to open up your books, and then we're going to go to Texas and have the Gillstrap. And that's another tool in the toolbox. You know, that's something what you just mentioned. There's always something out there that somebody's already faced. You have a situation that's keeping you up at night. Well, somebody's you know already invented the mousetrap on that right. and, and figured right. it out. And you can take that back to your company uh, and and solve the problem or take parts and pieces of that to make it fit your company, right. uh, and, and move forward. Yeah. Uh, you know, and again, your, you know, your job is being part of that group is, you know, you're showing them how you built the mousetrap down yep. here. Uh, and they take, you know, they take those parts and pieces that, that would work for them to improve their companies. And that has been huge. Right. Uh, awesome. yeah. And, and very blessed with the, the, the group that I'm with, uh, just a bunch of fantastic people, uh, that, you know, started out as, you know, more of a business relationship to, you know, personal friends mm. who, like, you know, we all care deeply for one another, you know, Absolutely. just just a great group of people. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're very blessed. Yeah, the All-Star Forum Group is a fantastic group of folks, and, and uh, um, yeah, you surrounded yourself with greatness, and and, you, and I think they're they're also surrounded by, by you and, and uh, the wisdom that you bring to the table and, and your greatness, sir, so... That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, forum groups are, are something well, that everybody should be involved in, don't you think? Yes, absolutely. And uh, there's another gentleman down here in our chapter, Cecil Leedy, and he's he's now you know he's uh, one of our one of the directors on the national right. board. And uh, he had told me about forum groups years ago, but you know it was before I was really at that level where I could take that time off. Uh, so I, I kind of put it on the back burner. But I'm in a situation now in, in my career where you know I have such great support at home uh, because of the team that, that I've built around me. And, you know, it's, and it goes back to the ownership part, you know, something I learned when I was a kid with my first teacher and, and something that was kind of uh, enforced here as a culture at APG. Uh, you know, you, you, you bring these people in, you can't micromanage them. If, they're, if you give them the right tools and if they're capable and they, they're willing to learn, you've got to get out of the way. And that, that was a little bit, that was a little bit of a learning curve for me, especially when I really started handing over pieces of, you know, my little business back here off to these, these people that I brought in. But, 
you know, I, again, I had Jerry up front saying, hey, if you're going to do this, you've got to hand this stuff off because you can't skip a beat. And when you're gone, it's got to be seamless. Mm-hmm. And these people have got to make decisions. You can't be micromanaging them. And, and I don't. Uh, most of the team, that I would say probably 90% of the team that I've built around me in the office are guys that I worked with in the field. You know, you know, I've got two or three of them that were my apprentices who became journeymen who worked with me, you know, on the, you know, these hospitals and floors and what have you, that when it came to a point where I wanted to bring somebody into the service group, you know, I went over there and kind of cherry picked those people to bring them in to run vans and run jobs for me. And then when the opportunities opened up in the office, those are the people, again, I cherry picked to bring into the office um, because we thought the same, we bought into the culture, uh, of APG because there is a culture here. It's still, even though we're, you know, a much larger company now, we still have that family culture that John and Jerry always wanted. They wanted the family culture. They wanted us to treat each other equally. There was no separation separation between field and office like there is in other companies. Everybody's treated, you know, across the board equally, you know. Nice. Uh, and you treat people the way you want to be, be treated with respect. You know, everybody has a, you know, a boo-boo or an uh-oh, and you fix it. You don't hammer a guy. You, you learn from it, and then you take whatever that lesson is, you teach it to everybody else so it's, you, know, you don't keep making those same silly mistakes. Nice. And you share that. And that's one thing I, I always did with my people is I never micromanaged, and I never hit anything mm-hmm. from them. I, they always knew what the numbers were. They always knew where we were yeah. as far as you know, in the food chain and, and business, and they, they, they knew kind of how the company thought and how I yeah. thought. So when I wasn't around... They weren't afraid to make right, a decision. Right. They can make that decision, and uh, you know, ninety-nine percent of the time, it was the right decision. It was the same decision I would have right. made, or Jerry would have right. made, or Chris would have made. Uh, and if we did have something that went a little sideways, okay, not a big deal. We'll fix yeah. this next time. This is how this is what I want want you to handle it. This is the way I want you to think yeah. about it. And and now, I'm seeing that not only in our group but in also the other mm-hmm. groups. I'm seeing you know those guys do that. They're becoming the mentors. Right where they're instilling that into the men and women underneath mm-hmm. them. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, it sounds, I mean, it's pervasive within the culture of APG, it sounds like, you know, that, that empowerment piece. Very big. Yeah. yeah. Very big in, in, uh, in, in our culture, you know, the APG culture. The, hmm. And that's, like I said, that came directly from John and Jerry. Yeah. That's, you know, when they saw, when they came from the companies they came through, that was one of their things that, we, are, we see how these people are doing it, and that is not how mm-hmm. we're going to do it. That is not how we're going to treat our people. That's not how we're going to treat our vendors, and that's not how we're going to treat our customers. Right. Right. You know, we're going to take care of everybody, and we're going to do it yep. right. We're going to do it that's right. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, building the culture with purpose that way, and yeah, and learning from uh, yeah those those uh, cul-de-sacs that we're in sometimes of, of uh, dead end, yeah, dead end jobs, or or yep. you know having a leader that. You know, restricted all information from you. Didn't know what the heck you know was was up from down, and and uh, and also, yeah. Oftentimes, with that same individual, then it's always wrong, no matter what. And it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> empower me with what is the vision here? What is what does that success look like? How do you know? How's the business operating? Where what are our goals? And let me help you get there. We're all in this thing together. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and they're they're. They're realistic goals. Yeah. They're not set up there as roadblocks or to, to make somebody stumble. Or, you know, you don't want to set somebody up to fail. You're setting them up to be the For future. Success. Yes, absolutely. Amen. For success, absolutely. Well, well, Tim, uh, we are sitting here uh, in January of 2020 as, as we're talking. Got an exciting year ahead. What, what do things look like for you in, in 2020? You got any uh, goals? Uh, we're just talking about goals here. You got any personal, professional goals? Well, What's going on? <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, it's funny. Uh, it's, it's like, it's like I'm starting all over again. Uh, we went through a transition last uh-huh. year. Um, uh, um, well, actually the, the transition started about three years ago, uh, with me, uh, longer than that with the company, uh, John and Jerry are having life changes. So, you know, about 10 years ago, they started doing the succession planning. Uh, we currently have a new president, uh, Michael Henley and, Chris Johnson is now the executive vice president. They've kind of stepped into the rules of John and Jerry. They're still around, but, uh, you know, they just stepped back a little bit, and, you know, they've, they've got a lot of forefront. They're very smart. They've been very smart over the years um, with our company. So they've got that role. And then three years ago, um, in succession planning, 
and because the company had grown so much, uh, they needed to bring basically more officers into the company. So uh, I was lucky enough and blessed enough, and cho- I was chosen to be one of those new officers. They actually made me a partner three years mm-hmm. ago. Um, so that was life-changing. Uh, you know, and fortunately, everything to the good, and, and they chose the, my other partners are fantastic. Um, you know, I, we couldn't have a better team. And the company, uh, because of the planning and because of the care that the, the original co-founders had, it, it just continues to grow. I mean, the, the company started out, and you talked to John and Jerry, it's funny, that back, back in 84, they were hoping that one day they'd have a $5 million electrical company. You know, that was their goal. And, uh, you know, it steadily grew to be a $20, $35, $40 million electrical contracting company. And last year it was a hundred million dollar, you know, electrical contracting company. So it was slow, steady, smart growth uh, with the right projects, the right teams, the right contractors, um, and you know, it's it's given me a chance to grow as well. I've actually taken on another group. Uh, we've taken on a security group, and I'm in charge of those folks. So really, my my goal for the next several years is going to help grow that group. Um, uh, it's you know we used to be a uh, an and an Andover rep and we had a we had a franchise with Schneider with the Schneider mm-hmm. Group and it, it really was a different model than what what I would have chosen at the time but I can understand why they did it and they what they did is they kind of had pigeonholed our security group uh, because it was a certain product a uh, certain dealership we had to deal with and whatever it was. It just really wasn't like the rest of the company. Gotcha. So last, last year we decided to sell our franchise, our, our Schneider franchise, okay. uh, to a competitor um, who's a friendly competitor, uh, and they'll take that over in this area. But it'll open it up for me. When I built the life safety group, I didn't want to rep a line or a manufacturer. I wanted to be able to install anything. I wanted to be able to install Simplex, Notifier, you know, Siemens, whatever you know, the owner deemed he wanted as a product, I wanted to install that. You know, I didn't want to pigeonhole myself. So I'm going to use that model with our security group to do basically do the same thing. You know, uh, S2 is one of the, the companies we work tight with, tightly with mm-hmm. down here. But, uh, but as far as the other products out there, if it's a box and I can put it on the wall, then that's what I want my people to do over yeah. there. I want them to use the same right. model we right. use yeah, over in life safety and transfer it over to the security group and, you know, and there's some guys over there that have been in that group for several years. Uh, the manager over there, he actually got hired on the same year I did, uh, and he's a good man. And, uh, you know, he's binding to my philosophy of doing yeah. things, and I can already see growth over there in one year. That's but awesome. I- I'm really going to concentrate over there to grow that group uh, and, you know, to the, to the point where they're as big as my electrical service group, my life safety group. I, I, I want them to take off and be successful and well, grow. They, cer- they certainly sound like they're, they're primed for success and, yeah, had a great year, you know, thus far. And, and yeah, continue to focus on it, keep the model going, keep that culture going. And success is going to happen, man. It, it's gar- yeah. almost guaranteed, isn't it? It's great. That's great. It's going to be a fun ride, though, it, too, it sounds you know, like. And a lot of challenges. Oh, of challenges. yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But like I said, I, I'm I'm blessed with the the support I have back here with the team that we have, because you know I can still participate in the local chapter yeah. stuff. I still can participate nice nationally thing, yeah. and you know contribute there That's still. Awesome. That's awesome. And I I, could, I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have support back here. Yeah. yeah. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. We all lean on each other in this industry and in this lifetime. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 funny now because you know now I've got. Uh, you know, one of my guys over here, I've got him involved with, with you know, our apprenticeship committee. And he is involved with the, the local wire-off. And, you know, I, I see now, I'm, I'm pretty much taking what Jerry did to me years ago. I, I'm bringing guys in that are as interested, mm-hmm. you know, is in the industry. Not just our company, but improving the industry, you know, and giving back and contributing yeah. back. And I've got them buying into it. Where now, you know, I think we've got eight or ten teachers uh, you know, eight or ten guys in our company that teach the local chapter. Mm, um, awesome. Jim Donzi, yeah. well, I'm sure you've heard yes. his name in and about yeah. circles. You know, he's been, uh, you know, in the forefront of the, you know, the new leadership program, right. new leadership class, the program we're trying to put yes. together. 
Um, and, and then Terry Ryan, you've met him in the mm-hmm. past. He's involved. He's been involved with our apprenticeship program for yeah. years. And, and we've also got the local connections, the local um, uh, friendly contractors who are involved with IC. You know, the Wootens. Right. You know, those guys. Those guys have been yes. fantastic. Herb Doyle was a mentor years oh, yeah. ago. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, Bud. You know, Bud Wooten was a mentor. I, I had so many, you know, good people. You know. Just in my circle, you know. Fortunately, in my circle, I was blessed to have these people in my That's circle awesome. That's um, awesome. that I could bounce things off of and learn, yeah. you know. And you know, if I was, you know, getting off the track a little bit, like, no, 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 we don't do that. We just, yeah. you know, they have to bring me back to reality a little right. bit. But, but, you know, when you when you have somebody new and that's what they wanted, there are new ideas that come out. And sometimes you can build a better mousetrap. Yeah. You know, you just you got to have somebody who'll listen to you. And sometimes I got to dial you back a sure. little bit and get you back on the right, right track. But you know, there are sometimes a lot of great ideas that come out from the you know, fresh thinking. You're right. You're right. Yeah, take a, take a new perspective, new new look at things, and yeah, with new new information yes. sometimes. And yeah, you can. Yeah. Uh, let's look at that mousetrap a different way. Let's hold it up this way. Let's look at it over this way, and and might be able to figure something. Yeah. Out. You don't want to get stagnant. No, you really don't, because as soon as you stop growing, you start going the other way, and nobody wants to go that way. So. <laughs> no. No. You, you, yeah. yeah. You you got to keep growing, and you've got to keep. You know, and the new technologies, you got to be involved with yes. that. You know, there's, you know, simple things, code changes, statues you got to watch. I mean, locally and nationally. And, and you know, you've got to at least be abreast of that and, and be open to that, those new ways of thinking, the new technology. Uh, you know, and, and now you got the next generation, the millennials. you got to, you know, there's a different way of communicating yeah. than there used to be, yeah. you know, 20, 30 years right. ago. Right. Um, so, you, you're, you know, you're... You're changing, you know. You're, you know, it's not that you want to lose the culture. It's not that you want to give up and throw in the towel. But you got to, like you said, you got to keep growing. Yeah. yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Well, you got that growth mentality, Tim, and and uh, you got a, a great. Uh, you're, you're a very humble leader. I want to say, you know, listening to you talk about you know the different mentors and the, the respect that you have for um, people that uh, have influenced you in your career and your life. Um, the way that you you pay that respect back to them, but I I also hear that you those those folks that you're talking about that you've been leading over the years too would say the same thing about you in the way that you talk about you know uh, mentors like like John early in your career or or, uh, or Jerry or, or um, you know even even Bud Wooten you know in in, in more recent years and things like that that um, you yeah. passed on that that knowledge and I think that that's a really exciting thing about the electrical industry too, that, that, um, that even, even inherently within our yeah, relationships within an apprentice and a journeyman, um, that, that we have that, that mentorship piece that's there. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's a life is a choose your own adventure. However, you know, we have a structure and we have a, a methodology of, of mentorship to be able to help steer you in the right ways. And, and again, within that merit shop piece, you, you, put yourself into a career and, and you, you, uh, you know, really show your promise and, and you're able to then earn opportunities that, that just open up tremendous doors. Um, yeah. Cause you have, you have ownership, yes. you know, yes. that's, you got to give those guys that ownership. You know, Jerry used to have this thing was, and we, we still talk about it, it was a circle of love, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, inside the circle is how the culture APG works. This is how we do yeah. things. You know, this is as far as treating people, right. Treating customers, right. Treating our vendors, right. Distributors, yeah. right. You know, you stay in that circle of, I don't care how you get from point A to point B inside that circle. Because mm-hmm. everybody's got their own leadership skills or styles. Everybody's got their way, different way of looking at certain problems or people, even dealing with people. As long as you stay in that circle of love, you're good. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're going to be hands-off because nobody in here, you know, nobody in our company is, is a micromanager per yeah. se. They've all got the same mentality because they've been brought up in the same culture. Right. And... Jerry always preached that as long as you say that circle of love, and you're making money, and everybody's happy, and you're treating people mm-hmm. right, we're gonna. It, it's your we're show. Good. Yeah. Now you stray out of that circle. He goes, "We're gonna be in your office, <laughs> and, and we're, we're gonna wind you back in." <laughs> right, 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 right. Get you back on the center. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get back on the yeah. center here. You know, <laughs> you're starting to stray a little bit. Uh, awesome. Uh, yeah, but uh, and I and I still tell my guys yeah. that you know, circle love, gotta stay in that circle stay in love. Circle, that's yeah. I love it. I love yeah. that principle and love that adage. And I, I might I might borrow and use that in my own life. So, thank you for sharing. Uh, that. That's great. <laughs> it's a good that's one. Great. It's an oldie. Yeah, 
<laughs> well, well, uh, Tim, I really appreciate you taking time uh, to talk with us today. It's, it's, this is awesome. I, I want to ask you one last question. It's, what the heck do you do for fun? What do you like to do in your off time? Oh, my God. Uh, well, I, I don't think we ever sit still. Yeah, um, yeah. I know, you know this. And, I know this, um, man. Yeah, you're always on the go. You and Lisa are always on the go. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, again, just because we both, we've worked you know, our whole lives, whatever, and, and we're getting to that point where we can start enjoying the fruits of our yeah. labor. So we do. We love to travel. Um, you know, uh, we, we do travel a lot, and we enjoy it. Uh, you know, this year we plan on going to, out to Tahoe. I have family out in California, so we're going to go out there in the summertime nice. and, you know, boat out there and, uh uh, you know, I, 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 we have a boat, we, so we love to go on a boat, we fish. Um, we are now going to the RV world, uh, you know, really? we're shopping yeah, right now. Wow. So there's, cool. a, there's a, oh my God, there's, there's a whole contingent of people here at the company yeah. uh, that are involved in it. And, you know, I'm hearing their stories and they're wanting to get us all. And, you know, that's the other thing. It's, it's still that family environment yes. where, you know, when I, when I leave the office, these people are still my yeah. friends. I mean, yeah. I, I want to go out and I want to hang with them. And uh, so we're, we're going to get in more involved with that group and do some camping with oh, them because cool. we love doing That's that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, still try focused on, on work yeah. and IEC and you know, everything else that you have to maintain mm-hmm. so you can live that good life. Yep. You know, you can go out and have That's fun. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, well, best of luck on the RV search. Yeah. Uh, and, I'll keep you posted. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. So, well, well, awesome. Well, well, Tim, I want to thank you again for taking the time to to share a bit of your story with us, and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. And um, and really, I I believe I'm inspired, and I think that other people will will really uh, learn a lot um, from our conversation today too. And um, thank you, thank you for everything, man, really. I mean, just Thank everything you. and, and being a part of this, this IEC community, being a part of this industry and, and being a true leader. Um, you're, you're a fantastic human being. Thank you, sir. Well, I appreciate it. And like I said, I was very honored when I saw your previous roster, a lot of those guys were my mentors. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know if I have anything to add to what, what they're going to be telling you, what they've told you in the past, because you had a great group of people before me and I just honored that, uh, uh, to be a part yeah, of it. So thank absolutely, you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are a true leader. You're a true leader. So. Well, thank awesome. you, sir. And thanks to all of our listeners out there. This has been another installment in the second season of the IEC podcast series, The Electric Current. You can check us out over at ieci.org. And if you're interested in career opportunities within the electrical and systems industry, jump over to myelectriccareer.com. That's myelectriccareer.com to learn more and start on your path to achieve your dreams.